It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Unfortunately, we have some major injuries to discuss here on the Fantasy Points Podcast. It's the Week 6 Waiver Wire Show with Mr. Tom Brawley. I am Joe Dolan, and uh, I don't know if you're watching. Trey might put this up on YouTube, or it's possible you might be able to hear. My dogs, Butterscotch and Crimpet, are probably going to co-host on this show because uh, I have some plumbers here. Uh, Our water pressure uh, here at the house is ridiculously high, and it is apparently like destroyed the the insides of our toilet tanks apparently that's what's going on um and uh so yeah the water pressure is like just like every time they refill it's just like crushing the parts of the toilet and it's a it's a big job a big to do but tom good good thing you don't have a bidet it might blast you to like the roof (laughs) like it it just knock you off your toilet (laughs) well i know tom you're a bidet enthusiast so uh if if there's a if there's any pressure's a little lower than yours it sounds like though yeah and if there's any uh, bidet companies out there get brawley to do a live read for you and he will be passionate about it but that is a different show tom we're going to talk waiver wire here uh in week six and i think the focus on this show um as will be any waiver podcast that you're listening to, is the injuries um, of the the week. And let's start, T-Bro, with Justin Jefferson. Um, Justin Jefferson, uh, right before we started recording this podcast, the report um, coming down, I believe it was from Tom Pelissero, um, the Vikings are going to put him on IR with the hamstring injury, which obviously, I kind of feel like this was was in the cards when – um, Kevin O'Connell said that he was still being evaluated yesterday, meaning that did not sound good. And obviously it is not. Justin Jefferson is going to miss at least a month. He will not be back until week 10. The Vikings don't have a buy until week 13. So it's not like he's going to be able to get a, uh, uh, an, extra a, a, a yeah. an extra week. So unfortunately, T-Bro, uh, Justin Jefferson, the number one player in fantasy football, at least the number one player by ADP is going to be out for a month. Are there interior options that the Vikings can use to replace him? Not just Jordan Addison, but players who might be available on the waiver wire. Yeah, this is a total bummer. Uh, Just the number one overall pick this year, uh, almost universally. So we got to move on here for the next four weeks without him. Jordan Addison is obviously the top guy. He's probably taken in almost every league. Uh, You would think that he's – that's why he was kind of a good pick this summer that almost like a contingency plan uh, if something would happen to Jefferson. Um, But it's KJ Osborne's the guy that's widely available out there. uh, 9% owned. Uh, He's been working in two wide wide receiver sets to open the season. Jordan Addison's kind of been their third wide receiver, uh, only comes onto the field in 11 personnel situations. So uh, Osborne's already been working a lot, and his uh, you would have to think that his targets are going to go up uh, Jefferson suffered that injury, I believe, early in the fourth quarter. So over the final 15 minutes in that Chiefs game, uh, he saw four targets for and had three catches for 39 receiving yards. That a three for 39 receiving yards line is kind of his standard line uh, to this part point of the season, and he got that in one quarter after Jefferson left. So uh, yeah, I, you know, you're losing Justin Jefferson. Nobody is going to replace that kind of production, but. 
Jefferson, it's going to be kind of a committee here. I mean, I think, you know, Addison's role is going to grow a little bit. Uh, TJ Hawkinson already has been a, a top flight fantasy tight end already this season. Uh, maybe he starts to see a couple extra targets. Uh, and Brandon Powell is another guy. If you're in a really deep, like a 14 or a 16 team league, uh, he came in in three wide receiver sets. He actually led them in receiving in the fourth quarter. Uh, had three for 42 on five targets after in the final 15 minutes with Jefferson off the field. So uh, if you're in a really deep league and really struggling for somebody to to replace Jefferson, but uh, yeah, it's it's disappointing. We got a great matchup against a, a Chicago Bears secondary this week that was extremely beat up last week against the Commanders. Uh, this was going to be a, a blow-up spot for Jefferson, but um, now it's going to have to be K.J. Osborne and Jordan Addison and uh, the rest of this crew. Uh, hopefully this is a short stay. I, I have to wonder if uh, the record, uh, one and four to this point for the Vikings, maybe that played a factor into it too. Like, what's the point in uh, not putting them on the IR and potentially, you know, bringing them back after only three games? So, um, it seems like maybe maybe they're just taking an extra cautious approach here, given their record and uh, you know the direction of their season so far this season. So let's move to uh, one of the major running back injuries. Let's start with Devon Achan. Tom, there is a looks like a, Edwin says there is a concern for an MCL um, report this morning is that he could miss a few weeks. They haven't yet put him on IR. Obviously, this is a bummer. This is a guy who's the number three running back in fantasy football um, in total points, despite missing a game and having one carry in another game. So essentially in three out of five games, playing 60% of the season, the rest of the running backs have played, he's racked up the third most fantasy points. Obviously, another player. You're not replacing Devon Achan right now, unless you have Raheem Mostert, in which case you might get a reasonable facsimile. But it is at least good timing for the Dolphins because Jeff Wilson, is scheduled to have his 21-day uh, practice window activated as he returns from off-season abdomen and a finger injury. Uh, at least Drew Rosenhaus said that window will be activated, and it's a possibility that Jeff Wilson is available to go this week. Now, I definitely think um, Raheem Mostert will be the guy, uh, and Wilson is a guy who a lot of people kind of drafted and stashed on IR, so he's rostered in a higher percentage of leagues than you might think. I think 27% of Yahoo leagues. But if he's out there, you want a piece of this Miami offense. And um, he's certainly somebody who knows the system. Yeah, they, they could have opened the window last week and they, they didn't do it. So uh, it makes me a little bit skeptical that even if they open it up this week, that he's going to be ready to play in week five. So we could we could be seeing a lot of Raheem Mostert. But as you said, Drew Rosenhaus said, uh, you know, he leaked out to some media member that he's going to be activated this week. Uh, Mike McDaniel was uh, noncommittal. He, yesterday in his press conference, he didn't really say one way or the other. But uh, Jeff, Jeff Wilson is still a player we need to be adding. Uh, H-Han is a candidate. It's Schefter reported this morning that he's a candidate like that is a you know not a, a pretty pretty strong possibility here uh so jeff wilson's the guy i the he, you know if you're looking for the explosive plays that achan has delivered the last couple of weeks uh you're not going to get that from jeff wilson he's more of a grinder he's a uh, a goal line back and uh more of their short yardage and kind of reliable in all three situations that's kind of his mo 
uh, almost like a almost kind of like a Samaj AP Ryan type uh, who can you know not not exceptional in any one area, but can you know he's just reliable back there. So uh, it and, and if Jeff Wilson isn't an option here, uh, Salvin Ahmad and Chris Brooks. If we're going deeper on the depth chart. Um, you know, I mean, we, if we can get any of these backs in this, I mean, this offense uh, put up the most yards through five games that any team has ever done. So uh, we just want to get pieces of this offense if we can. And uh, if Wilson's going to be slow to come back here, uh, a guy like Salvin Ahmad or Chris Brooks could be a guy that could fill in for you for a week here. Um, they're pretty big favorites against uh, the Carolina Panthers. We saw the Dolphins. Uh, had a huge lead against the uh, uh, against the Giants this past week uh, in the second half, multiple score lead, and they they sat on the ball, they ran the hell out of it. So one of these backups, uh, you know, we'll, we'll pay attention to the reports. I think Ahmed has been ahead of Chris Brooks for most of the season, but he's also been banged up a little bit. So, uh, but one of these, you know, one or both of these guys could get a lot of run if both. Achan and Wilson aren't available this week, so uh, potential replacements there as well. Uh, Tom, the other big injury at the running back position—it's a yearly occurrence. It just matters. Uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like Easter. I think you know Easter is always—it always happens around the same time every year, but it's after. It, Easter is the first Sunday after the first full moon of spring, right? And that yeah. can mean it can be late M- March. It can mean late April. But it's always the first Sunday after first full moon in spring. James Conner's yearly injury always happens at some point in the fall. It's just it's like the harvest moon. It comes every you know. right. Exactly. <laughs> um, he's injured. Uh, he picks up a knee injury. Now, it doesn't look uh, Edwin looked at the video and he said, look, there's concern for MCL, concern for bone bruise, but didn't look overly um, serious. But obviously, this is James Conner. A game or two absence is certainly in the cards. No pun intended. Um, and the guy who had been running behind him and probably has the most value and, oh, bonus, is almost certainly available in your league, is Amari DiMercato. Uh, Keontae Ingram had a neck injury. The fact that they picked up uh, Tony Jones, I think they signed Tony Jones away from the Saints, seems yep. to probably indicate that Connor A is going to miss time and B, Keontae Ingram might not be ready to come back. But the guy you should be looking to pick up here, not saying he's going to be anything more than a low RB2 or a flex, but in these bye weeks with some of these injuries, you need somebody who can c- provide that. It looks like uh, uh, Amari DiMercato might be able to provide that that kind of production for you. What was your read on DiMercato, Tom? What kind of player is he? What kind of a production do you think we might get out of him? Yeah, if if both Connor and Ingram this this neck injury, he's been out multiple weeks, and just the fact that they went out and signed Tony Jones that that's a real sign that they're not sure if Connor and uh, Ingram are going to be available for this week against the Rams. So, uh, DeMarcado could be headed towards a massive role this week, and potentially for longer. We'll see how just how long James Connor is out, but uh, not much of a prospect. Uh, he was older, 24 year old prospect, wasn't invited to the combine. So we don't really have, um, you know, any of the combine numbers wasn't drafted, but he has, you know, he played well last week when he came in, uh, looked shifty, uh, one of these like kind of bowling ball types. He's, you know, five, nine, uh, 250, 215 pounds. So, uh, very compact and, but he's, you know, shown that he can play in passing game. Uh, he was kind of their a little bit of their passing guy uh, whenever all three backs were kind of healthy, and uh, he was starting to take work away from James Conner in those situations 
uh, before the injury. And, you know, he ran fairly well uh, in his limited opportunities this past week against the Bengals. Uh, it's also notable uh, he was backing up Kendra Miller at TCU, uh, which kind of, you know, prohibited him from uh, really showing his ability. But when he did get the chance in the college football playoff uh, against two of the elite defenses at that level, uh, Michigan and, and Georgia, he played, you know, fairly well in those matchups. So, uh, a guy that was, you know, rose to the moment in those games, uh, you know, showed well last week. So uh, small sample with him uh, for an older prospect, but uh, we're looking at a guy who could be, you know, a pretty heavy workload if both James Conner and Kenyante Ingram are out of the mix here. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a guy that's available in every league, basically 1% owned, uh, you know, small to big. He, he's probably out there, so go pick him up, and uh, maybe I'll at least have a, a starter for this week, and maybe he's a guy to stash. As you said, Joe, uh, James Conner, you know, he makes a habit. He Five straight seasons where he's missed at least three games, so uh, maybe you can get a little usage out of him for the next week or two, and maybe just stash him and uh, wait for that next James Conner injury as well. So I want to talk about the Bears' backfield because it certainly looks like, and, and I think this was pretty much blatantly obvious when they tried to put Khalil Herbert back in the game on Thursday oh night God, when he immediately, painful. he immediately tapped out. He was like, he no, I yeah. yeah, I cannot play. Um, it's, it looks like a high ankle for Khalil Herbert, which would probably indicate at least a two week absence for him. Um, so obviously if he's out there, um, and Joe, you know, like I'm in a 10, I'm in a 10 team league and Rashawn Johnson's on a roster. I get that. He's basically 45% rostered in Yahoo, but Tom, there is a chance for Sean Johnson, who is in the concussion protocol, might yeah. not play this week either. He did have the mini buy because they played on Thursday night, in which case Deontay Foreman, who's essentially been a healthy scratch for the Bears, he's a guy who's available in about 95% of Yahoo leagues. There is a chance uh, for Deontay Foreman to lead this Bear backfield or at least have a rotational role this week if you're really desperate for a running back. Yeah, Roshan is uh, definitely the priority in this backfield. And uh, as you said, he's 45% owned, so... Even like, you know, smaller legs, you know, the sharper owner, you know, sharp owners have been stashing him for a while. Uh, the last, you know, ever since basically going into week two, uh, the Bears said, all right, Foreman, you're put, you're getting put on ice. You're a healthy scratch here. We're rolling with these two guys in the backfield. So uh, Johnson's probably been picked up in a lot of legs, but, uh, you know, he's got, he's got a couple extra days here to be available for week, uh, week six here. Uh, so he's, he has a chance to get through concussion protocol. It's tough for these guys, uh, especially this year. It's been rarity, uh, when these guys get through concussion protocol in one week, but he at least has 10 days to do it. So he has a, a much better chance of doing it. Uh, but if he can't go, it will be Foreman. And, um, yeah, he's, he's was a, a, a waiver guy last year. He had some moments towards the end of last season for the Panthers, um, He's more of a runner than anything else. He'll, you know, limited production in the passing game. Uh, we'll have to see. They're going to have to pick up somebody too here in the next day or two, I would imagine. Um, Travis Homer also picked up a hamstring injury in that game. Oh. So I would yeah, think they were down to blazing game. Yeah, they blazing. Kari blazing game was, uh, you know, getting carries for him. I think they said in the broadcast that he only had like three career carries uh, until last week. So uh, you would think that they would have to add somebody else because. I would think if Foreman and Homer are the only healthy backs that Homer would probably get the passing downs and uh, passing situations. That's what he's his previous, you know, he's a core special teams player, but 
uh, for Seattle, he would work in passing situations. So I would think that he would kind of split some of the work with Foreman. But um, so we'll keep an eye on that. And that will be also an indication on just how serious they think the Khalil Herbert injury is and uh, the Roshan Johnson situation is. They'll have a better idea here uh, by Wednesday. So, uh, yeah, Roshan Johnson, top pickup, I think, for the week, though. If if he is somehow out there on your uh, waiver wire, uh, you know, we were seeing it with Saquon Barkley. He's been out since week two with a high ankle, struggling to get back. Running backs and he's uh, anybody with a high ankle injury, but especially these running backs. Uh, you know, Khalil Herbert might not be the same the rest of the season because of this injury. So uh, Roshan was a guy that we were targeting anyway as a, a guy who could break out in the second half of the season. But uh, his time his timeline might be sped up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, th- th- this is a, a, a primo situation where uh, Roshan could Wally Pippi. him. Yes, uh, uh, and get uh, he, and yeah, get and they, Khalil Herbert out of the lineup. Yeah, and they they drafted him, and yeah, I believe Herbert was from the the old uh, regime, so uh, they have all the incentive to to give Roshan Johnson more work as the season goes along. Uh, Tom, some tight ends who actually stepped up. Uh, if you listen to the the Market Report podcast uh, on Monday, which is a much longer um, form podcast, this is specifically focusing on waivers. But there are some tight ends who broke out and and look options that are available in over sixty percent of Yahoo leagues. If you've really been struggling at that position, I want to highlight Dalton Schultz of the Texans and Logan Thomas of the Commanders as two guys who might be out there for you uh, and and could provide starter worthy production. Yeah, Logan Thomas has been very active whenever he's been healthy. He suffered a concussion against the Bears, uh, I believe, in week two. Uh, missed time. You know, he scored a touchdown on the pass and got got knocked out. But when he's been on the lineup, uh, in the lineup, he's been very active. And anybody that picked him up and uh, streamed him last week was very happy with his uh, nine catches for 77 yards and a touchdown on Thursday night football. And Sam Howell's been having a lot of issues getting the ball to Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin. Um, it's been way more Logan Thomas and Curtis Samuel than people probably want to see. But, um, yeah, Logan Thomas is definitely a guy who needs to be on the radar. Uh, yeah, They have Atlanta, I believe, is a, a pretty good tight end matchup as well uh, uh, this week. So he, he's certainly in the mix. And Schultz is – Dalton Schultz, um, he, it was a slow start to the season – uh, but we're just kind of waiting here. Like CJ Stroud's playing at an extremely high level. Uh, and he's been able to feed Nico Collins and uh, Tank Dell and Robert Robert Woods to this point in the season. But uh, it was slow going for Schultz. But Tank Dell left in that game in the second quarter with a concussion. Uh, probably not going to be available this week. So that probably helps Schultz a little bit here. And, you know, it's, it's finally start. Uh, you know, maybe he's just finally getting on the same page with uh, with uh, uh, CJ Stroud so far this season. And uh, one thing you know we'll say about Stroud, he has not been afraid to throw over the middle of the field uh, as a rookie. Which you know we we can't say that about a lot of rookies. So uh, I, I, the only problem is he's he's not playing a full workload. They are working a lot of these other Texans tight ends into the mix, but uh, for at least for now, at least Schultz is finally starting to merge here a little bit and um yeah do, do we want to touch on John U. Smith as well here this is uh, oh. ugh, I I can't believe we're talking about John U. Smith on this well, yeah like like well first and foremost Tom Josh Norris you mentioned this on the market report podcast yesterday yeah do you, Josh did Norris, you go check that out yeah <laughs> was... yeah but here's the thing though 
here's the thing. Every basically every catch uh Kyle Pitts had, and Kyle Pitts led the Falcons in receiving yeah, uh, yeah. on Sunday, by the way. Praise um, the Lord. <laughs> basically, every catch Kyle Pitts had was on an in-breaking route to the left. But here's the thing. When you said that's what he was doing, I was like, oh, I didn't remember off the top of my head what knee Kyle Pitts had hurt. So I was like, oh, he probably hurt his left knee. No, it's his right knee that was injured. So he's pushing oh. off his bad knee. Like, I don't get it, but very clearly something worked. Whatever the case, Kyle Pitts is not 100%. He just played a season low 54% of the snaps. Um, so I get, look, John U. Smith's a, it, it I, I do no want to try to keep it, keep this as PG <laughs> as possible. He's a freaking thing. Yes, uh, he's leading them in receiving yards through five weeks. Um, uh, he's certainly viable. I mean, we've been hesitant to put him on here because uh, it's like, ah, uh, it's a short sample, only one or two games. But now we're to four straight games where he's seen six targets, had four catches, and had 37 receiving yards. So that small sample is turned into a larger sample here. So we can't ignore it anymore. Um, and we got to remember that Arthur Smith, uh, previously worked with Johnny John Smith. Johnny Smith was, you know, one of his best player, one of, one of his best receivers with the Titans. So, um, you know, there's a lot of comfort between those two, and he knows, you know, what he does by, best, and uh, he's working him into the mix. And, um, you know, we are working with a young quarterback here in Desmond Ritter, and we were talking about with Stroud. You know, there's this comfort, you know, level that you have to develop with uh, your receivers, and. Um, you know, right off the bat here, we're seeing it with Johnny Smith and Desmond Ritter. He feels comfortable throwing him the ball, and um, I, I I don't think he's going away here. So I don't know if he'll be able to keep up this pace and leave lead the Falcons in receiving yards uh, moving forward. But uh, I, I, we're to this point; we have to expect him to see weekly targets at this point. It's he's not going away. Uh, two more players I do want to mention. Um, number one, we don't have to go deep into the analysis here, though, uh, T-Bro, but um, I've been mentioning Ty J Spears on this podcast, I think, every week. He has a role independent of Derrick Henry. There are questions we got about him on the Sunday morning live stream, only for subscribers, by the way. Yes. Uh, we got on, on the uh, Sunday morning live stream. Um, and uh, I think there was uh, you and uh, me and Discord and you with John and Graham on the, on the live stream said, Ty J hey. Spears multiple times like he scores a touchdown he has a role in the passing game you get 12 points from a flex play this time of year because he you know backs into the end zone and or catches five passes you're thrilled about it and he's a guy who could be a legitimate league winner if Derrick Henry goes down yeah and it, you know it sure doesn't seem like Henry's going to be around uh past this season for the Titans and if the season starts to go south maybe he's a second half of the kind of year uh maybe they they pull back on Henry's usage and uh, well, we've seen them pull back on his usage to begin with anyway. Uh, Spears is, uh, you know, this has been much more of a 50-50 split than uh, you might expect. And just the, the nature, you know, the Titans have been the team in the AFC South, uh, you know, for the last, you know, last couple of years. But this is a team that's trending down and they're playing, you know, they they you know, they they tried to follow a similar script most weeks, uh, you know, jump out to a lead and just have uh, Henry hammer, <laughs> you know, drop the hammer in the second half and close out games. But uh, they're playing from behind a lot more this season. Um, even with the the way they've kind of handled their personnel, uh, you know, they're, they're going a little bit more pass heavy. They bring in DeAndre Hopkins this off season. They're trying to be a little bit more progressive with their, their, their approach to offense. So, 
Uh, Spears is ha- has a, a weekly role at this point, and they're playing in more negative game scripts, so he's out in the field um, more than more than you think with Derrick Henry in this backfield. So he's he's got a, a you know just enough of a role for standalone value uh, with with buys coming up and. Um, you know, he's, he's got flex, you know, flex appeal there. And, you know, there's, there's a chance that he becomes more than that later in the season as well. So the, and the other player I want to hit on was more of a situation because Josh Downs, the rookie receiver from the Colts is rostered in 90 is rostered in just 2% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, He's uh, he's available in 98%. Obviously that's the converse. Um, So I want to talk about the Anthony Richardson situation at large. How does it affect the Colts? Um, uh, are there quarterbacks out there? We never really talk too many quarterbacks on this podcast because there's always an assumption, Tom, that streaming quarterbacks is a viable option and it's really a matchup based kind of thing. Um, uh, but how are you reacting to this situation with Gardner Minshew, um, stepping into the Colts starting quarterback job for what looks to be at least a month based on latest reports? Yeah. Uh, it was a weird game script this past week. Um, they were going against the Tennessee Titans who, you know, over the last couple of years have been one of the elite run run defenses. And, um, uh, so they, they surprisingly were able to just run the ball on them last week. Zach Moss, uh, Zach Moss was the guy as well. Uh, that's a whole other situation, uh, you know, with Jonathan Taylor, but, uh, so we, it didn't really play out last week, but, this is an offense that's probably going to be a little more pass heavy with Gardner Minshew in the lineup. Uh, and I think that's going to benefit Josh Downs. Uh, you know, he had a, a pretty active game with him uh, back when uh, he missed in, in, I think it was week three against the Ravens. Uh, that was an overtime game. But um, regardless of who's been at quarterback, uh, he's he's been at 30 receiving yards or more in each of the, you know, each of his first five games. Uh, was pretty active last week, even with Anthony Richardson in the lineup. But I think moving forward, we're going to see Downs Downs's role because uh, I mean we'll we'll find out later this week. Uh, it sort of seems like Anthony Richardson could be headed to the IR because of this shoulder injury. They're they're doing more tests and they're getting a second opinion. But uh, source seems like it's trending in that direction. So we could have Minshew as the starting quarterback for uh, at least the next uh, couple of weeks and. I think Downs is a player that has been trending up anyway, and uh, I think he's going to be active with Minshew. Uh, you know, he plays primarily out of the slot. Uh, even this week, uh, I, I put it in our write-up here that uh, the Jaguars have been a very friendly matchup for slot-wide receivers. So even if it's just this week, you need a fill-in. Um, I think Josh Downs is a guy off the waiver wire who could have a, a pretty active week. So, um, yeah, the Richardson situation stinks. Uh, you know, I... You know, if you lost him, hopefully you, you may have had a backup plan to begin with. Uh, I know, I know, as somebody that has Richardson in the league or two, he's been in and out uh, of the lineup the last couple of weeks. So I've had, you know, I have <laughs> Kirk Cousins with him, but uh, yeah, it's it's kind of barren out there at the quarterback position. But yeah, go ahead, Joe. I have some absolutely banger teams where yeah. I've basically lost only two games because Richardson left early in games. Like that's that's really been the 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 deciding factor. But unfortunately, I'm going to have to replace them. I mean, there's there's really nothing else I can do. Yeah, you know, and like top- this is what this is a painful week. Uh, you know, we get we get a few of these every year, but to lose a guy like Richardson who looked like he could be a, a top five fantasy quarterback, Anchan, who's you know been. Uh, one of the best, you know, right behind Christian McCaffrey in terms of uh, running backs, and then we lose the the league's leading receiver. 
uh, from last year and Justin Jefferson. This is just a, uh, uh, we get a few of these weeks every year, but it's it still, it makes you sigh. And <laughs> it's a sad Tuesday here on the waiver wire pod. <laughs> uh, so Tom, this will be it for the waiver wire podcast here. Fantasypoints.com. I did uh, I did a little search. We cover over 100 players this week in the waiver wire report at fantasy points only for fantasy points standard or premium subscribers use code gurific 25 to get 25 percent off on top of what is already a 25 percent discount because well the season's more than 25 percent over so we're gonna we're gonna keep going down but this could be a big week for you if you lost justin jefferson um if you lost anthony richardson so make sure you get in on that follow tom on twitter at tom brawley follow me on twitter at fg underscore dolan my mute button got a huge workout on today's podcast i don't know if you heard the dogs girls, too much the though. girls were quiet they were uh very well, you know, they, uh, they they weren't too they were quiet on the pod. podcast i don't know if they were quiet in my room but they've been yeah. they've been kind of going to the door and whining letting me know that somebody is uh, intruding the power in the of technology we can uh, mute each other's mics whenever uh you know we're not actually on the the pod together so it's, yeah very nice. <laughs> so uh, until before they go nuts, I'm going to go uh, let them outside, let them run wild. Uh, before I do that, let's sign off here. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, check out the waiver wire report at fantasypoints.com, and we will talk to you on Friday for premium subscribers on the point spread. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.